So we're already getting into election season, even though we're like more than a year away from the next election. It is election season. It has already begun. We have 460 people running for president right now. 460. Hell, I'm thinking I might throw my hat in the ring. I think I meet the bare basic qualifications. I'm over 35 and Uh I'm a natural born citizen. I think that's it, actually. (laughs) So I, I might run. It might be 461. I think I would rather have you run than some of these people because, hey, one thing I don't want anymore is another billionaire yeah. running for president. Mm-hmm. Just because you have money doesn't mean you're qualified to be the president. Right. And you are a scientist, yeah. which means that you actually are looking out for the benefit and the good of mankind anyway. I will. I would do that. I will do that as president. I think that might be my platform. Come on, y'all. I'm a yes. scientist. She's a scientist. <laughs> I'm a scientist. It will, it, will, it will be all black everything, <laughs> but she is a scientist. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, we've got 460 people running for president. Obviously, many of these people we will never ever hear of. I'm sure Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Superman are all on the slate because they always are. Um, There are some people who I'm like, yeah, why? There's some foolishness. It's just for fun, just so people can say they did it, which kind of sounds fun. I'd like to be able to say I ran for president. (laughs) I think I think anytime, but now it would be kind of fun. Right now, I want the real person. I have no time for the games, you know? Right. We need need some real candidates. But what I've noticed at this point, like we've got all these people coming forward. None of them are perfect, but no one's going to be perfect. But the thing that is killing me about these people on the left or progressives or whoever you want to call them, even like middle of the road folks, is that they are looking for this perfect candidate. Like there are people coming out, people who I respect, you know, on, you know, social media, they're constantly talking about like social and political issues. But I swear they're just coming out and just throwing out candidates. I mean, just destroying them before they even had a chance to really roll out their platform. And I'm just like, you all are just creating space for Donald Trump to be the president again in 2020. Like, can we pull back a little bit? Well, do you know what happened? You know what? I mean, this is this is a reaction to something that happened that people don't realize. What's that? See, in our lifetime, we experienced something that has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. We had, whether you hate him or love him, this is the truth. We had the perfect president. We had the squeaky clean president. We had the squeaky clean, said everything right, perfect right. president. Everybody loved him. Those who hated him just hated him because they probably hated the color of his skin or right. something. But he was the perfect president. There was no scandal. He did no wrong. He never said anything right. <laughs> horribly right. offensive. Yeah. Nothing that bad, right? <laughs> right. Then you got the worst president. <laughs> You got the worst president you could possibly imagine. He backs up neo-Nazis. Yeah. You know, alt-right. Like, all these new groups are coming up. And you're like, whoa, who was this guy? He says whatever he wants. He disrespects women. Possibly a Russian operative. Yeah. Possibly a Russian (laughs) operative. He's been charged with, like, rape and everything. Like, it's all types of stuff. The worst president you could possibly imagine. And so now when it's time to get somebody else, everybody's like, I want perfection. And it's like, dude, that only comes not even once a lifetime. Yeah. That comes... Once. once, like Michael Jackson, right. that comes once. once. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not coming back again. Right. And I think people are having a hard time accepting it. But I'm like, you see what happens, you know, when we don't do that, when we look for perfection. Like that was the thing yep. that was really driving me crazy. Like when Hillary Clinton was going against 
the the orange nemesis. Um, <laughs> I, you know, she was not the perfect candidate. Of course, she's said and done things in her. I mean, she's been in politics for decades and decades and decades. Of course, she did things that, of course, make you look at her sideways and stuff. But I think overall, when you average out everything she's did, she's done, and everything she stood for, and where her politics were, especially in the last ten to fifteen years. I'm like, this is a way better and qualified candidate yes, by far. Than, by this, far. than this dude over here. And I'm just like, I don't understand how people can continue to be like, there's no difference between these two people. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no, she's not perfect, but there's no difference between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Are you well, kidding? I, like, how do you land there? Well, I don't think people are honest with themselves. I don't, I don't think that people, I, I, people do not like, if you don't like the Clintons, you don't like the Clintons. There's right. people who are sick of the Clintons. I get it. Um, is it. Would Hillary Clinton have been a better president than Donald Trump? 110%. Hell yeah. yeah. She would have been way better than Donald Trump. Um, see, I don't think people really realize how bad of a president you were talking about getting here. Yeah. And they gamble with their own life. And right. you get death when you do that. Yeah. So now you got that. And then, see, I think Hillary Clinton on some instances... I blame her and Bernie Sanders. I think he stayed in too long, and they tore mm-hmm. each other down for way too long, and right. Donald Trump was able to feed on that. And then in some parts, she just kind of, she did some weird things that just kind of messed up her candidacy at the end. It was like, yo, you should have this in a bag. Like, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. And like I said, that's where, you know, people have, people have faults. And people have imperfections. And I, and I understand that. But I feel like, we have to realize that what we need to do in certain circumstances is, you know, you look at your options and uh-huh. you weigh the odds and you see, like, who is the person that I can negotiate with? Who's the person that is reasonable? Who is rational? And if my two choices are one who has 50 to 60, 70 percent of what I think that, you know, is reasonable for this uh, to be in this office and then one who has like zero to five percent. Why would you throw a temper tantrum and just not vote for any because you don't get exactly what you want? It's like people are having temper tantrums. I've even seen people on social media now, like as people are throwing their names in the ring, who are just like, if the only option is whoever, you know, whatever one of these candidates has thrown in or Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders or whoever, then I'm just not voting. And I'm like, well, first of all, is that a Russian bot? Because now that we know right. about these Russian bots, I don't know. Is that a yeah. Russian bot? Um, it could be. Or are people actually feeling like, because I can't have my perfect person or I can't have whatever Green Party person that I want who does not have any sort of national recognition, I'm just not going to vote. I think it's bots. I think it's some people who say that are people who don't vote anyway. Mm, and so they're full too. of it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we have some of those in our family. Right. And I right. believe that. No matter what they say, I'm like, you don't vote. There's no way. Because yeah. every time an election comes off, who'd you vote for? I voted for the Green Party candidate. I bet you can't tell me one thing they did. Right, exactly. I bet you can't tell me one thing they really stand for. Mm-hmm. So I think it's some of that. I think last time, this last election, I think, was a direct reflection of, you know, a reaction from Obama. Right. Everybody, You're right. Everybody wanted their perfect candidate. I think this next one would be pretty foolish. And I think people know, like, look, you're going to have to take what you get. You know, um, there's a lot of candidates in the race. I don't think Hillary Clinton, even if she jumps in, I don't think she's going to come out at the end. No, and I don't think she's going to jump in. But, I mean, who knows? Stranger things have happened. She she says she ain't rolled it out yet. That's what they're saying. Stranger things have happened, but I don't think she's going to run. But I don't think she'd make it to the finish line either. So I don't think she'd Mm -hmm. make it to the finish line. And, and look, I mean, 
No offense to the woman, I know this is a little off subject, but I mean, Shorty was like passing out on the campaign trail <laughs> last time. It was like, but now God, that you've had pneumonia it. and the flu, I mean, yeah. now yeah. You, is you, that what she had too? Yes. And she's like 70-something. Yeah, so I think that's what she was dealing with at the time. And so, yeah. Yeah, but that can't happen when you're running against the orange giant, man. Right. That dude was just beating all all up with her. She's sitting there having <laughs> pass out of text. Like, Look at her. She's dying. She's dying. I'm like, yeah. man. I would take a half-dead Hillary Clinton over a fully functional Donald Look, Trump any day. Please, I would take a full-dead Hillary Clinton <laughs> over a fully functional Donald Trump any day. Fully dead, man. Put her, put her in the, uh, the cryogenics her and, and, and give her 30 days <laughs> to turn into mulch. I don't care. I'll take a full dead Hillary Clinton <laughs> over <laughs> a fully alive Donald Trump any day. But uh, I'm just urging the left, the progressives. Like, I mean, come, let's just be logical about this. And rational. Can we be logical and rational and stop this perfect politician syndrome? That's what I'm calling it. The perfect politician syndrome. We need... Um, yeah. Some remedy for this. I don't know. Take a drink, whatever you need to do to like put this aside. But I'm gonna tell you this: you're you're not you're not getting Obama again. No. It's like asking for the next Michael Jackson. The, the, Michael Jackson died ten years ago or whatever, and probably less than that. But um, he died a few years ago, and he was around for four or five decades. And gave you some of the best music you're ever going to hear in your life. And some of the best dance moves you've ever seen. You'll see people come close to it. But you're never going to have that person who yeah. wasn't even a race. Who was the coolest <laughs> man with the jerry curl ever to walk the face of the planet. Right. It's not going to happen. But even, even so, even with like Barack Obama. I mean, you even have those who didn't like him. And I understand there's some, you know, political moves that people thought he yeah. should have made that but and i think the that other goes thing for politics yeah for, poli- for political reasons but and then that's the other thing is people almost think like he should have come in and been like a dictator and just like waved a pen and like made things happen and i'm like that's not how this country works um and that wouldn't he wouldn't have been obama if he did that no it's, and so so there are people who even side eye obama now and are just like you know not good enough still not good enough so it's like I don't know what people want. Like, yeah, I mean, like we should Dr. always. Cornell West. Right. Right. Um, we can always strive to be better. We can always be better. But that doesn't mean right. don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. When we have a good candidate, do not let perfection be the enemy of the good. And I hope people remember this as we go into this very long and painful political season that we're entering now, because there are going to be. A lot of people apologizing for a lot of stuff. That's true. Because <laughs> it's about to be out there. Oh, yeah, it's about to, right now. It's, it's about, about to be about out there. To be out to, so and Trump is going to love it. He's going to love it because this is his thing. Just nonsense, crazy tweets, and drama. So, well, and it's on everybody else and not him right yeah, now. Exactly. It's the Democratic primaries. Yeah. The Republican, he, he doesn't have any challengers. So he gets to just watch and right. take notes of whoever he wants yeah. to tear down. So, so, so get ready for the say. apologies and, um, yeah. Yeah. I'd make sure all the money spent on good things. I wouldn't have no land in my pocket. I rock it, I rock it, I shock it. I would not jock the fact that there are rich people in the world because yo, I got a girl and she needs new clothes and I need new sneakers. And that's all I know. If I were president. If I were president, if I were president.
So speaking of apologies yes. and the apology tours. What did I do? So, no, <laughs> no apology needed from you. Okay. So we get these apologies. You get apologies from people who did terrible, did and said things like, you know, 30, 40 years ago that were just like off base, <laughs> off color. And then yeah. you get these apologies from people who just like did things yesterday that were like horribly like mean and inconsiderate uh-huh. and racist. Like, what do you do with these apologies? Like, what, what is your reaction to these apologies? It depends on what you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, now, like, if you were a 17-year-old kid or oh, you can go younger than that, 17, you know what you're doing. If you're, like, 14 years old and you're pressuring into doing something with your friends or, and it's not cool, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 you touched the teacher's boob or you <laughs> said the N-word. I right. never did that. I mean, I said the N-word, but I, I never touched a teacher's boob. Uh-huh. But, you know, if you were 14, I might be like, oh, he's a, he was a creepy kid, but, uh, you know, I, I'll let him out of it. Mm-hmm. get a pass on that. Right. If you were... Uh, 25 in med school and dressed in blackface and <laughs> right. a clan's outfit right. and now I'm saying that doesn't represent who you are today. Yes, it does. So. That's still in you. You get no pass. You get okay. no, I don't want your apology. You can go straight to hell. Do not pass go. Uh-huh. Resign. I don't want you representing my state. I never want to see your face again. Bury yourself <laughs> in some lake or some river in your backyard where you probably try to bury my people at before <laughs> yourself. Bye. So, okay, okay. So, your first instance, you got a young person, preteen, teenager. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. And, you know, I recently I've been trying to take the approach that I wait, I pause before I react to things, okay? Okay. And yeah. so, so, for instance, if, say, I don't know, a governor... Um, uh-huh. We found out <laughs> a governor, per se. For instance. Um, for instance. Um, you know, something came to light about something that he did 20, 30 years ago. You know, my first reaction was yours. Like, you know, you just turn in your resignation and get out of here. But then I had to sit and think about it. And I was like, you know, people change over a 30-year period. I mean, even though, like, what was done was, like, horribly offensive and in poor taste, People uh-huh. change over a 30-year period. And so, to me, what's most important is, like, what have you done in the last 10 years? Let me see what your last 10 years looks like. Because some people haven't yeah. been exposed. I mean, they've been, like, horribly just, like, unexposed to, like, anyone outside of their race or class. And so, okay. and, and what I've noticed is that when people are like that, like, the things that they do and say is because they have no understanding of how the rest of us live. Like, there are people who have argued with me you know, about why black people have the reaction that we have to police. Now that things are like recorded and people can see now, but uh-huh. you know, people have, well, even, even still, people still ask that question. But I remember even before like social media, when like all of this right. stuff wasn't on tape, white people would be like, well, I don't understand why black people feel that way about, you know, police. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, do you know nothing about what we've experienced over the last hundred years with police? So I think that there are people like that who were just completely unexposed and did things in poor taste or even maybe were racist at some point in time. But over the decades, they've grown and changed. It's just like people, I think, you know, when they were younger, maybe had like, homophobic views because you know they grew up in some religious family but as they got older and then like met people and learned trying to say something (laughs) i'm just saying we know some of these people i mean we do yeah yeah and as they've you know become more aware then they've been like wow that was really ignorant i'm really sorry that i ever felt that way or thought that and they don't anymore so 
I am willing to see like where somebody stands today on certain issues and to see well, what they've done in the last 10 years. So, you know, that's where I, I am. I feel you. I, I just think that there's one thing to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had conversations with white people who are like, you know, I, I don't understand why you see it this way, why you like this with police or whatever. But they're ignorant. They mm-hmm. haven't walked a mile in my shoes. Right. So even if I get a little angry at them, I can also rationalize with what they're saying and say, hey, yeah. okay, well, you don't understand this experience. Let me explain to you what it's like being me. Right. And it gives me a little insight to their experience. I've been yeah. in the cars with white people who argue with the cops. And I'm like, dude, you're going to get a I'm about shot. about to get shot. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing, you know? Right. Like, we don't argue with cops. So I, I've seen both sides of that. Right. But... When you, if you were in your 20s, and we all have done dumb things in our 20s, but mm-hmm. if you were in your 20s and went so far as to put a Klan's robe on, mm-hmm. that's, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't believe in that much change. I believe you know exactly what you were doing. It's a picture. Pictures last forever. Look, this was in the 80s. People yeah. knew that pictures mm-hmm. lasted forever in the 80s. Right. You didn't care. You were soaking up your privilege. You yeah. thought it would be cute and funny. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at a party with a girl, and she was about to go out to D.C. I wasn't that good of friends with her, but she was friends with a friend of mine who worked with me at GW. One of my friends who listens in will get a kick out of that. Uh-huh. And she had her, she came out, it was Halloween, she came out the bathroom, and her face was in blackface. Oh. And she was about what? to go to a, she was supposed to be Michael Vick, and the boyfriend was going to be the dog. Okay? <laughs> yeah. What? And I didn't know them well. Oh my the friend God. had asked. The friend had asked me to come out. I I, I had met them uh. once. The friend asked me to come out, <laughs> and she said, uh, "Do you think this is going too far if I go to a bar like this?" Mm. And, I, and I said, "Look, I'm not going to do anything to you, but whatever happens, happens." <laughs> and her boyfriend was like, "Oh, come on, man! It's just a costume. I didn't know him. I didn't like his attitude right. or his vibe anyway." So I was like, "Well, look here, dog. Go on out to the bar and and do it." Right. I think she wiped the stuff off her face before she went out because uh-huh. she saw, like, oh, this black dude's trying to set me up to get my ass kicked. <laughs> I was. I wanted you to get your ass beat. Okay? But those kind of things with that is yeah. like, see, you have that second. You have right. that second before you go out. And to her credit, she did yeah. that. Before mm-hmm. she went out, she had that moment was like, I live in D.C., a.k.a. Chocolate City, and I'm about to go out in blackface. In blackface. Right. Yeah, to a, to a local bar. Right. If she would have got beat up, she would have so deserved it because she yeah. had that moment of thing. And I feel like everybody who gets caught up in a picture like that yeah. or some scenario like that, you got that moment. Before True. you do it, mm-hmm. you got that moment when your conscience kicks in because we live in America, a melting pot. Mm-hmm. We live in a big melting pot in America. And, and we have all experienced these things in some sort of way from one side or the other. Yeah. Okay. From white side, when you might have felt like you were discriminated, from black side, when you felt some discrimination or whatever, mm-hmm. you felt it. So when you go out and you choose to do something, if you're sober, you're making a conscious decision. So when these people are like posing and smiling with mm-hmm. blackface and clans rose, and now I want to tell me a couple years later or 40 years later or whatever, oh, uh, I was just young, I didn't know what I was doing. Yes, you did. You can apologize, but be real about the apology. I was a jerk. I did it. I'm sorry. I can take that to more like I didn't know what I was doing. You're lying. I I feel you there. I feel you there. So, I mean, so we have these situations where people have done things a long time ago. But what about these, like, current situations? Like when somebody did something yesterday and now they're apologizing about it. Like yesterday, (laughs) 
They, oh, like this, oh, the one that, I mean, there's many that, you know, just drive me crazy. But do you remember, like, maybe last year, there was this kid, and he was standing next to a handful of cheerleaders. And for some reason, he ended up (laughs) next to the black one. And he posted on, like, Twitter or something, oh, like, they put me next to the the N-word. Oh, oh. (laughs) And then, of course, he apologizes, like, the next day. And then the, the black cheerleader, like, does this little, you know, kumbaya photo op with him, which I was like, why are you cheesing up in this boy's face now? Like, this was yesterday that he just called you the N-word, and now you're just like, oh, it's forgiven. That I can't, I can't accept. <laughs> where, where, where did that take place? That's a, where, you said? Yeah, where? You oh, know? I'm going to have to look it up. I don't remember. I just okay. remember it making its rounds. Because I feel like I, I don't know either one of these people. What are they, what are they high school or something? Or I think maybe he was in high school or college and she was maybe a college or, I, bet I you, don't know, cheerleader. I don't know. I bet you that sister is dealing with so much rejection and racism and discrimination that she was just so happy to get the apology and go for like, yeah, here's the exception. I ain't saying she right. I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. it. I would have, I would have faked it and then punched him in the face. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? And caught a photo out with that. Uh-huh. But that's just me. But I'm just saying, I bet you she's dealing with so much racism and it probably dealt with so much to probably get an apology for her was like, probably sent her over the moon. I don't know. And some people just... But do you I think, know. I think maybe black people are just too willing to accept apologies. Some are. Some are, some are. Yeah, I'm like, and I feel like we're always put on the spot. Like when you see people interviewed after they've been like, like the little kid in New York after the the white woman had accused him of like touching her butt and said she was going to like have him arrested. And then like the little boy's being interviewed and the the interviewer is just like, do you accept her apology? Do you accept her apology? And I'm like, why? And clearly this little boy in his mind was like, hell no. But his mom and her good Christian values. I was about to say, white Jesus, man. (laughs) White Jesus always protecting him, man. Of course, I could see her looking at him like you better you know do the christian thing and accept the apology but i'm like why are we always forced to apologize and I, i'm I, like I, don't I, apologize if you're racist don't this, yeah this, be racist be, be racist let me tell you how i want the apology to look this huh? this is the apology i want to hear mm-hmm. it goes a little something like this okay um hi guys my, my name's karen and um <laughs> and uh so i had um tweeted out something yesterday on on my my personal twitter account that um you guys found offensive i think it said something like um i don't know i'm tired of these black women buying hair weave with their like wick cards or something like that it says something like that i mean you guys yeah. can find it it's out there um and you know people were offended by it because you thought it was racist and it was because i'm racist i am uh-huh. um i don't like black people and i don't like mexicans or jews or even catholics because that whole reverence to the pope thing weirds me out so i just like white people i like white anglo-saxon protestants that's that's what i like i voted for donald trump because he wants to make america white again or, or great okay. again white again great again i don't they're, they're interchangeable um and that's who i am but what I realize is that racism is like hygiene. And so when you're home, you don't have to bathe or brush your teeth or comb your even wipe your butt after you poop if you don't want to. I mean, you're home, you do what you want to do. But when you're out, there is an expectation that you will wear deodorant and do things not to offend people around you. And so I know I have to treat my racism like hygiene. And when I'm home, I can do what I want, but when I'm out, I'll just try to keep it covered up and try not to impose it on other people. So there you have it. I'm racist. That's who I am. That's who I'm going to be. But I'll try to keep it in the house. 
Now, if somebody came out and said uh, that, I'd be like, all right, Karen. Well, then that's something that we can be on common ground about. Thank you right. for letting me know who you are. And um, we will try to coexist when we have to. Right. Okay. That, that's well, the apology that I appreciate. This is what I, this is what I want an apology. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I don't want your apology. <laughs> I want you to get the hell out of my face. I don't like you. Go away. Kill yourself. <laughs> Die somewhere. I don't care about you. Bye. <laughs> not you, waiter. Not you. Not we, need- <laughs> we need our food. <laughs> we'll be back. you go to Is there a perfect politician? No. Can there be? No. Did we get the closest thing that we're going to get to a perfect politician? Possibly. Possibly. Is it time to move on? Yes. Is it time to get this orange bastard out of the house? Yes, it is. I think so. So I think with that being said, guys, I think we got to... Let's let's look at each candidate. We're going to find some things we like, some things we don't like. I don't like Elizabeth Warren. That's just me. (laughs) Right. But would I vote for her over Donald Trump? Hell yes. Every day. No question. I walk door to door. Door to door. I, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I ain't, I ain't canvassing for her. <laughs> I, I won't I, canvass. <laughs> show, show canvass. I won't, man. I'm sorry. But she man. will get my vote. And if she's yeah. the can- whoever the candidate is, I will not speak ill of them. Once the candidate is chosen, I will speak no ill of them. We will focus on the good things and we will move yes. forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I have not forgot that she was trying to. Tra- she was one of the first to try to trash Obama. Yeah, well, I won't forget right. that. My my inner blackness won't. Right. But would I vote for her over Donald Trump? One million times. Yes. yes. So, folks, Sam- perfect politician syndrome. Let's go ahead and shake that now. Let it go. Take what you need. Leave. Get rid of it. Leave that with Bernie and Hillary. Leave that back in that in that argument. Yeah. We don't need that anymore. We don't need that. Know? Um, and. And and with that, it's gonna be some apologizing. It's gonna be some apologizing, <laughs> and we'll see what kind of level of apologies we can accept and what kind we do. I won't be as hard as to tell the politicians to kill themselves, okay? <laughs> but you know, you, I'm sorry, man. You can't be dressing up as a, a clans person and telling me you're sorry. I mean, I, I feel you, but like I said, I feel like if when it's been decades, decades have gone by. Um, I, it's not that I necessarily forgive it, but I can move past it. I'm still going to give you the side sure. eye, but I can move past yeah. it when it was decades ago. But be upfront. I'm not going to eat any food at your no, house. No, I ain't eating the food. You're going to put that yeah. special sauce on my plate. But yeah. <laughs> And I, I encourage, I urge all of you politicians out there listening to us, just be honest with your apology. Be like, <laughs> I effed up. Like, I was a We're jackass. I was a jackass. I effed up. I was not exposed. And I have learned a lot in the last year, five years, ten years, two weeks, whatever. Um, yeah. But be honest. Don't don't give us the BS. Because that just pisses people off. Don't give off. us BS. And don't dig yourself in a deeper tunnel. I'm sorry, real quick. The, the, the Virginia governor who was possibly dressed in blackface uh-huh. or, or dressed as a Klansman has gone on air now to say that neither one of them were him. But there was one time when he dressed in blackface because he was trying to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, no, we didn't even see that. You don't have to do that. Why are you doing that, man? He's like somebody might have a picture of this. Let me go ahead. And- <laughs> <laughs> Let 
<laughs> put that like, out How many black faces do you wear? Right. He's like, oh, yeah, and that oh. one time I said the N-word. Oh, I think I called a gay person a derogatory name. Um, I think I talked about a Mexican yeah. once and maybe a Jewish person. And I think I said something bad about the Pope. So let me just put that all oh, out man. there. It was a long time ago, but I'm just putting it all out there. It all out. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. I feel for him, but man. And I used to pick my nose in public and maybe (laughs) scratch my butt. So I just want to put all of that out there. Just get ahead of it. I want to get ahead of it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, guys, we look forward. Yes. To this round of uh, the primaries. Smackdown. Political Smackdown. Yes. Political Smackdown. And I'm going to have some dessert just to prepare myself. Me too. I need to get some. Yeah. Let me see that.